across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyven, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Have you ever lost a listing? Have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse, they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else. It hurts, man. I know it's happened to me tons of times and I hated it. And um, so because of that, I created a product called a certified listing agent. I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments. Everything, no holds barred, no secrets here, everything. And then after each listing appointment, we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it. It's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video and it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again. Check it out. There's a lot of free samples. You can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it. Uh, RebusUniversity.com. We also got the the uh, highly popular CTA, Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn. And that is how to build a massive team. How Jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years. And uh, what he does behind the scenes. What forms he uses. How his systems are run. Everything on the CTA, Certified Team Agent. And many things to come. If, you, if you're interested, go to uh, rebusuniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list there. Uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out, uh, a lead handling course, not, not how to lead generate. There's, there's a ton of courses that other people do on that, but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them so uh they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect so anyways rebusuniversity.com check it out guys you'll be glad you did now on uh, with the show okay rockstar nation we have a very special returning guest i have lisa archer from charlotte north carolina on the phone who always has a million things going on and i'm going to let her do her own introduction so we can get to know her better she was on the show once in the very beginning and a lot has changed then and we're gonna provide some fun meat and potatoes and get into really really deep content today so without further ado lisa welcome back to pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars thanks pat for having me Lisa, why don't you uh, give a rundown to everybody, like a little bio, so they can get to know you better. Okay. Well, um, again, Lisa Archer, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I started my real estate career about 10 years ago. I got into business with my dad, and since then, um, he's semi-retired. I don't know the man will ever retire. He's even got the flu right now and working on P&Ls and payroll and all of that stuff that he does, you know, on a daily basis. And 
a couple of years ago, I would say about five, right about five years ago, I decided to um, actually turn this into a business and not just sell some real estate and um, uh, rebranded, um, created Love Love Homes. It was Love Love Charlotte for a couple of years. And then when we started experimenting with expansion, we changed the name to Live Love Homes so we could be, you know, cross some state lines. We were even having an issue with Live Love Charlotte just in, you know, that we cover North and South Carolina here. So anyway, long story short, I am the Chief Opportunity Officer, COO of Live Love Homes. And we are now um, operating in uh, four, four to five states. And I say four to five. We have got, um, we're, we're um, looking for regional director in both Dallas, Fort Worth, and Chicago, Illinois, um, we've, we're working with a couple of agents up there. We really need some regional people to hit the ground running with recruiting because we've generated so many opportunities for buyer and seller business that we need, you know, more than one agent. And I'm now a maps coach with Keller Williams and I've got three kids. So yeah, that's about us. (laughs) Wow. Well, you're, you're doing, you're doing a lot. That's great. I love to hear it. You know, it's like the old adage, want something done, give it to a busy person. Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay, so we've got so much to talk about. So let's let's talk about some nitty gritty numbers first. So give me an idea, like how many units you're selling, you know, with all of your teams, and then how many of that? What percentage of that is at the home base? To be honest, we've what we did last year was right around 200 units with um, the Chicago expansion. Being now that we don't have an active agent on the ground, we will do about right around the same and about 75% of it's going to be in Charlotte. Our Dallas is getting up and running and our Syracuse, New York, she'll close about um, around 20 units. Um, She still operates here in Charlotte, too. So that was kind of a... The only reason we, the reason we went to Syracuse was that one of our agents on our team in Charlotte had to move up there for personal reasons. And um, she operates, she'll close about uh, 20, about 20 units in Charlotte as well this year. Obviously, we've proven that the um, showing agent model works on both listings and buy side because um, Rhonda's never been in any of these homes. She's sitting in Syracuse, using Mojo, setting appointments, um, doing the over-the-phone listing presentation, sending over her experts, whether it be her stager and her photographer, we're putting the signs in the yard and we're selling them. So, um, wow. Okay. So let's, yeah. let's stop there. So here you have a, a gal you worked for you. She moves to Syracuse. She gets on and she prospects with her mojo from Syracuse. Yep. Both listings and sellers. She mm-hmm. talks to the people, deals with the people, but then sends out a showing assistant to show homes uh, and sends out a, a listing assistant to talk to them about listing homes but yep. they're not actually the ones that are you know giving them the the big sales pitch right nope. she's the one that's doing that yep. on skype or zoom or something most of the time it, most of the time it's honestly over the phone hmm. i don't I, I it's very rare i think she even google hangout some so they don't even see her face nope wow and <laughs> um and then she just says if you're ready to list with me let's do it Docu signs the paperwork or whatever, yep. and then uh, sends over the stager and and blah blah blah, and the next thing you know, puts it in MLS and sells it. Yep, and I and I, it's, it's it's funny. So this summer, I think it might have been July, we decided as a team we were going to do the bold six thousand challenge. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, basically you take six people, everyone's going to get a thousand contacts, 
in a one or four week period. And on Monday, everyone does a bold 100 and the next, which means they make a hundred contacts in a day. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they've got it. They need, they have to get about 50. So you rather have about 250 contacts a week. It's a little bit less than 50, but it's about 250 contacts a week to hit your thousand contacts for the month. She was like, Lisa, there's no way I can't, there's no way I can do it. Okay. Like, and wait a minute, um, let me stop you for a second. What is your definition of a contact? Um, talking to them on the phone and, or, okay. So Diane is listening. Don't, don't shoot me. In our world, we want a response. So we, we send out, a, you know, we send out a lot of emails. We send out a lot of text messages. We know some people are at work. If we call them and we immediately send a follow up text message and they respond to that because they're at work. We're going to accept that okay. as a contact. Like okay. we literally have had two way conversations, but they have to, they have to respond, right? If they you just, have to respond. Yeah. Not so someone, that, someone that's engaging you one way or another, yes, right? Yes. Okay. That's fair. I mean, that's yeah. fair. It doesn't have to be a voice, but if they're engaging you, uh, that counts. So you got to do 50 a day engagements where you get something back Two fifty a week, a thousand a month. Yep. And I'm lost where the six people come in. Why, why can't you just do that on your own? You could. You could. It just it was a contest that we were we were going up against some other teams that were doing it. So Oh, it oh, oh six it. people on your this. team. I yeah, see. So on our team. Oh, okay. So you pick like your best six players. <laughs> they pick their best six players and yeah, you have a competition. Yeah. And then yeah. how do you win? Let's say they both do you would just win by as easy as a simple one extra contact. <laughs> well, so uh, we we did what for for us. I mean, we we've not done an actual like contest contest where there was like prizes yet. I think that's that's coming for us. It was for the teams that were doing it was basically to just ramp up and prove to our you know let our agents prove to themselves they could do it. It wasn't that you know it really wasn't that hard to get you know once you did get fifty contacts in a day twenty is easy. This, so that was kind that was that was really the point. Right, just showed, hey, stretch to stretch their minds. Huge stretch, yeah, it's huge stretch goal, right? No, but um, I, I love the idea. Now, what I would take it a step further, and this is a great idea, and maybe someone, if you don't do it, someone else listening will. They'll, you know, you hire an impartial judge. You know, just ooh. find someone on Upwork and pay them a couple hundred bucks to read through the mojo, which which tracks, right? It it shows, yeah. you know, or or figure out a system where you can prove that these contacts happen, so there's no cheating. Hire an impartial Ooh. judge, then that judge says who's the winner, and then the prize is actually something significant, you know, whatever yeah, it may be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think that's a that's genius idea, and you're going to have to do it on a on some sort of dialer system because you're not going to be able to prove it other ways. So, yeah. So, it, it, long story short, she was like, there's no way I can hit, I can do a 1,000 contacts in a month, even if I called every single person in my databank, which she has about 1,500 people in her databank. She's like, even if I talk to every single one of them, there's no way. And I said, well, then you're going to need to get on Mojo. And I've been begging her, Pat. I've been begging her for three years that she's been in Syracuse, or two years. And she was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. She got on. She's become a Mojo ninja. <laughs> she, she, she makes at least 300 contacts a week now. Easy. She, in the past, and she did it for she did it for that month and then she she was so like she had made so much stuff happen she was busy and then um she started again probably about six weeks ago and in that time she's got 
three active listings, all three under contract. Wow. Um, two of them. Have, and this is all in them, Charlotte. These are in Charlotte. And she's got about, I'd say, 12 that want to list first of the year. Hmm. Like her pipeline is so full. And it's honest, it's from Circle Dialing. She has talked to, there's, we got a planned community that's got about 2,000 homes in it. She's already talked to the, all of those people twice. Mm. And now she's about to make her third round of calls to them, basically tell them, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatnot. And, you know, we're here. Do you want to, you know, is it now? Are you ready? You know, do you want to know the value of your house now? Um, who do you know? She's getting people that are saying, well, my neighbor, <laughs> somebody that she hasn't got on the yeah. phone yet. Yeah. My neighbor is, you know, so that's happening. And they just, and she's not calling, badgering them. She's on it, you know, she's calling to say, you know, the market's improved. We sold this house and we've got, we've got real stats. So she's sold three in that neighborhood. Her, her last one she put on the market 14 days ago, went under contract about two days ago over the holiday, went over con under contract. So she's been able to call them with good news. Your neighbor's home sold in 11 days. Your neighbor's home sold in 24 hours. Your neighbor's home sold in three days at full list price. One of them sold over list price. So she's been able to call them multiple times with, in, you know, if they don't answer, she gets to drop a voicemail that tells them the good news. Yeah. And, and, and she's disrupted the mindset of being here yeah. doesn't actually mean being physically here. Uh huh. Yeah. She's really broken uh, some glass there, I think, in, in the way people think. So that's working out incredibly well. Now, you did one in Chicago. Sounds like you kind of laid an egg. Why did one work and one not work? Um, I would say it, different people in different circumstances. We, we went into Chicago. We turned on our lead system up there. We started generating, you know, way, I'd say way too many. I, I know that's, it, that, that's an oxymoron that you can never have too many leads. Yet, when you have, you know, 10, 10 15, 20 flowing in a day, because I'll be honest, we've got 34, 3,300 leads that we generated in less than a year in Chicago. So that was a boatload. And then our agent, she put like 15 listings on the market in the first two months. Hmm. All right. She got 15 listings in the first two months. And then what happened? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so she got 15 listings first two months. She then she broke her ankle. And then it just... It, she could not, she could, she was out for like six weeks. She could, and then basically that the old adage of you've got so much coming at you at one time and we, there wasn't an, another person there to help her yet. And we could not hire someone fast enough. There's just that you don't know where to go. Mm. And he had three kids and it was getting very overwhelming at home. So we, we've, we've stopped, we've set back, we've learned, we've like, okay, hold on. Basically, we dropped and punted and decided, you know, this is what we learned. We're going to need to go into some place like Chicago, Dallas, Fort Worth and hire a regional person, mm. which makes sense. Like we go in, they start, you know, we turn the leads on. I know I can generate it. You know, that's never going to be my problem. <laughs> I need somebody who can keep up with them. Wow. And, and isn't that the truth, right? I mean, I think everybody, mm -hmm. whether you have expansion teams or regular teams or, or a brokerage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's the mm -hmm. same thing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the people that you end up hiring and it's, it's always a challenge. It's never easy for everybody, right? It's not like you yeah. just blink and it happens. I mean, you go yeah. through a process and then the more time you spend on said process, the, the better off your hire is going to be. And a regional director is obviously going to do that 
and you know get more people like you have in Syracuse. So so that kind of right. leads us into the dynamics of what this regional director would look for. You know, what do you think makes a successful agent? Uh, you know, and I can say for an expansion team, but you know, we'll generalize in case you know any any anything. Let's just talk global. Yeah, let's just talk really broad. Talk about yeah, that. Any, yeah. any team. It, so in our world, what I would what I would say to that, Pat, would be um, so I move fast. I can. I'm going to generate a lot of leads. You can. I, I don't. I don't know how to not do too many. Does if that makes sense. So what we need. And it wasn't that our agent, she's amazing. She's an amazing agent. She's an amazing mom. She's an amazing person. I love her dearly. We just didn't, we had different business plans. And to do what she needed to do with her family, 10 listings, 10 listing appointments a week is just wasn't going to, you know, that wasn't going to work. She couldn't do it. Like there wasn't enough hours in the day. um, She'd never see her kids. So like that, that wouldn't work. Um, So what, what we need is somebody who is, you know, like a young, hungry lioness or, you know, they're ready to hit the ground running. They can go on a listen or, you know, they can lead generate in the morning. They can go on two appointments in the, you know, at the midday and then they can um, or interview two agents midday and go on two listed appointments and then they go home and they have the rest of, you know, the rest of their night to do whatever they need to do. Somebody that can have that kind and it is focus and it's time blocking and it's a schedule every single, you know, it's Monday through Friday. Every single day, this is just what we do. We go on two appointments, two appointments, two appointments, you know, whatever the case may be. And we just have, we have a schedule and we stick to it. That's the person that, that's who we're looking for. Um, and that they have big goals and they have big dreams and they can see um, things that aren't even on my organizational chart yet. Wow. And they're going to put, they're going to push me at, to open new businesses. They're going to push me to go to new places. They're going to push us to look at this system um, or, and perfect what we've already got. My biggest thing is they're looking at opportunity and they can see it and what we have and what we don't have yet. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I love, I mean, you've said so many things like, you know, number one, I heard, you know, talent pushes. And I think that's a yeah. good mantra to know because so much, so many of us, you know, as rainmakers or as business leaders, um, get annoyed by people pushing us. And you can't look at that like they're nitpicking. You got to look at it like they're pushing you bigger than you would would have yourself. I mean, if you look at any great business, that's, I mean, we'll take Keller Williams as an example. You know what I mean? Gary Keller surrounded himself with people that pushed him. He, he was, <laughs> right? you, you know, he wasn't the type of guy, you know, he, he would prefer to be the guy sitting back there playing his guitar, philosophizing about the, the best way to sell real estate and, 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 and write it down in books and things like that, you know, and, and deal with the agents. He, he got people that pushed him to incredible heights that saw bigger things and wanted bigger things. And that's essentially what you're saying. And, and in addition to that, I heard uh, stamina. Right. Essentially, that's what you said, stamina. And, and it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've, you know, with the presidential debates uh, over and done with, I was one of the things that fascinated me about all, all the candidates. And it's not just, you know, Trump, amazing stamina, Hillary, amazing stamina, even like Bernie Sanders, who's like 80 years old. In, amazing <laughs> stamina. I mean, these guys are uh, right. You know, they wake up at four. They go to bed at midnight and they're on. 24 7 and well, it's so gary just had us gary just had us read the book grit 
If you've not read that one yet, it's amazing. Tell, it's, it's, tell it's me about that. About, um, I mean, basic. the concept is literally just how many times can you get knocked down, how many times are you getting back up, and that you keep going, and you do whatever it takes, especially in the beginning, to make it happen. And you're exactly right. Like, candidates aside, those guys have so much grit, have so much stamina, you can't help but not actually be envious of some of it. <laughs> No, I was envious of. I'm like, really? I mean, I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm laying on my couch watching <laughs> television, thinking I'm, I'm wasted because I worked, you know, seven hours, and and you know, just or just I don't feel like you know doing anything but watching TV. And we're seeing these guys up there, and they've been working all day, you know, traveling yeah. around doing them. I'm like, how do they do it? And I think it's, um, I think you hit it the nail on the head. It's, it's a, it's uh, something that you're almost born with or that you have a proven yeah. track record of and you you yeah. called it young you know i think it's it's a youthfulness is, is what we should call yeah, it yeah, no, you know yeah, a youthfulness. I, don't even, I don't even know that it's yeah because it doesn't necessarily have to be young and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't you know it could be somebody that's got you know two small kids i mean i've got three kids one's about uh, a senior in high school and my youngest is eight so I mean, i've got and i've been doing this for you know, I've had my license for 10 years. I've been running a business for five. But, you know, I had one that was li really little when we started running the business. Um, I've had two kids since I got into real estate. So there's that. So I, I don't know that it's, and I, I don't consider, I'm almost 40, not quite. Um, so I'm, I'm not young by any means. And I still have the stamina. But the other thing I would say about that stamina and the grit, so to speak, is because I have big goals, you may or may not fit into our business plan if you don't have equally big goals, because I'm going to wear you out. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I move fast. And that's my CEO when she's hiring now. Like she talks about it. She's like, when Lisa mess, if Lisa sends a message to the entire organization at seven o'clock at night, she doesn't necessarily expect a response. That's because she's got to get it out of her head. Well, <laughs> you know, and it's, um, it, you know, it does, you don't necessarily have to respond to any and everything. Sometimes she just has to get it out of her head or wants to share something she learned in a mastermind or on one of her coaching calls. Or she just had a, like what you just said, I will be completely sharing um, the fact that we should be getting someone as a, you know, outside person to, you know, validate the mojo calls. I think it's a great idea for a contest. Like my wheels are turning. So, <laughs> I mean, it could yeah. be a phenomenal, right? It could be oh, like, yeah. you know, you could have, you could have teams from all over the place participating 100%. all at once and you can make it like a world series of poker. You know, if you really, I mean, you know, I'm not con condoning um, gambling, but people love games. They, they, if you look at like at a lot of these weight loss things, right? Yeah. That, that uh, you know, insanity P90X or whatever, you know, you do insanity and you get a t-shirt, right? They love, they love the fact that they have to do something and then they get a prize for completing it, you know, like a boot camp. If you can make it like that, and then the, you get a, you get, you get to say you number one succeeded at it, you didn't quit, and number two, then you have a winner because that's why people play volleyball, you know, and on teams and softball and are constantly in gaming activities even beyond their youth is because we love that stuff, you know. So anyway, so I, I can. I can see I'm gritty t-shirts right now for finishing the challenge. Yeah, right. And like making it like um, NCAA when you knock people out of the playoffs. Right. 
Yeah, and then they'll say right there, you know, live, love, you know, sh- Charlotte or whatever, or, you know, live, Elite love, homes. Yeah. Final four. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So let's talk about this a little bit deeper because I'm curious. So you're looking for someone with stamina to cut to the chase. How do you, what kind of questions can you ask? How can you, how can you decide, you know, this is somebody who is going to sit in a corner and do what they're told and make it happen? You know, I think because a lot of agents listening, they try to fit square pegs and round holes and they try to make these agents prospect and they just don't do it. Then they get frustrated and they say, well, how come Lisa can find these people and I can't? So what kind of questions, how can you get these people? Well, so, so you need, you're going to have to solicit others to help you. Like, so team leaders or, um, go into your allied resources, go into the current, um, team members, you know, that you've already, already have. And that, you know, who do you want to, you know, who do you, who's like you, who wants to work, you know, that wants to work here, who wants to have fun every day. Um, and you're, you, you know, working interview type scenarios where you give them a list of like trash leads or old leads or people that haven't been called in two years and, just, you know, at, give them a script, a basic script and see if they, number one, if they do it, because you've got some people who just are not going to do that. And then you've got to decide, all right, since that's part of how we generate, it's not everything we do. Like we do, we do a lot of nurture calls. We do a lot of circle dial. We do a lot of open houses and door knocking. If that's not in their wheelhouse, they may not be, just not going to be a good fit because that's what we do. Um, and it's proven and it's successful. It's, you know, agents all across the country. That's how, that's how you're building. That's the only way to build a bigger business is to continuously do the things that are boring or that you don't necessarily think are sexy, which is, you know, prospecting and, um, door knocking and showing up at events where there's potential opportunities for, you know, buyers or sellers at, you know, and having conversations about what you do and not being a closet agent. Hmm. What do you think it's too alienating to be interviewing agents for your team and to say, okay, here's part of the interview. This interview is going to last three hours. I want you to go into that conference room and I want you to use the mojo. Here's how you use it. And I want you to call X amount of people and I want to see how well you do. So we've never actually put them on mojo. We've, we've just had people and most of the times that especially like going to expansion locations where we're, you know, looking for a regional person, that's easy because we have a lot of people they can call. <laughs> and if they get somebody, then it's now their client. So I, I don't, I mean, for me, I can't, I'm, you know, if they can't look at that as an opportunity that I'm going to give you a client, even if you don't work out, <laughs> or I'm going to send, give you a referral for somebody that you converted. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to line businesses anyway. Yeah, they, it's almost like they want to be socialized and you want to make sure they're coming in understanding that they're not going to be socialized into this, you know, free lead life. But that, I think that'd be now, a great thing. We have a team of ISAs and they are setting appointments. It just can't be the only thing that you do. You've got to learn how to, you know, fish for yourself and feed yourself, which is why we like them to come in. First role in the team is, you know, ISA and showing agent so they can learn the business. They have to to do that if for them more than us. We want them to know how to feed themselves. We want them to know how to have the right conversations and learn the scripts that are going to work and the conversations that they're going to have. Um, you know, Rhonda says all the time, and she, you know, in Syracuse, and she's like, she's like, I don't use scripts. I'm like, 
well, what do you say when you call? And she would say, she's like, oh my gosh, it's my script. I'm like, yeah, it's your script. <laughs> Which is a variation of a bold script. Um, so <laughs> right, yeah. She's like, you're right, you're right. She, well, I say, she used to say she didn't use scripts. And she does. And she she freely admits it now. She's like, yeah, you're right. I use scripts. And it's, you know, the other piece of figuring out if somebody has grit is ask them about, like, you know, what did your day look like in college? Or what did, you know, where is an instance mm. where um, you you got knocked down um, or lost at something? And how did you overcome it? Or what did you do to um, get over it? And just see and see what they tell you. Mm. you know, some people say, oh, I've never lost. Okay, I don't know that that <laughs> works. I don't want some, we don't want somebody that gets in and three months from now decides they don't want to work this hard. They don't want, you know, they don't want that big of a life or they don't want to work that hard or they don't want to make phone calls or they don't want to door knock when clearly, you know, we must, we missed something in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think people probably miss things in the beginning because they're, they're afraid of turning them off right from the beginning and then being yeah. like, it's going to be too hard here. I can promise you it's simple. It just may not be necessarily easy. Yeah. It's very simple. It's uh, it always, that's, uh, that's how all of life is, right? It's simple, but yeah. not easy. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you telling? Let me get some free coaching advice from you for people listening, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, sure. So, so if you're, let's say, forget about the team. Let's just talk about an individual agent, whether you're a solo agent or whether you're on a team as an agent, okay. whatever. If you're only selling a house a month right now, what are you doing wrong? You're not talking to enough people. And I don't care if you're getting on Mojo. I don't care if you're not, if you're door knocking. I don't care if you're sitting at Starbucks with a skin it on your computer that says, um, how's the market? Or do you want to know <laughs> about the market? It could, it could be anything. You're not talking to enough people. And it's funny, I have one coaching client who's in Virginia, and she's amazing. She's a single agent. Well, she just hired um, her first admin. And she's, she'll, dub, she'll probably triple her business next year, going from, like, I think she closed, she'll close 24 this year, and she'll go, she, her goal, she had a big goal next year. It's almost 60, I think. And long story short, I, you know, I was like, Christy, all we got to do is um, we just got to talk to more people. And she's actually got a call, I think, tomorrow with Rhonda and she's going to Google hang out with Rhonda and listen to Rhonda make mojo calls. Cause Rhonda, I mean, she hated it. She, she, she told me for two years, she would not get on mojo. She would not get on mojo, but then she didn't want to lose the contest either and <laughs> force herself to get on. Like the first time she hung up on a couple people, but she said, and she set an appointment the second time she, um, um, I think she only hung up on one person and had another call back for January so she, she success leaves clues and that's why you continue to do it mm. and you get better at it and you get more confident and comfortable with it. And the more conversations you have, whether it's in person or on the phone or door knocking, it's a numbers game. You can't continue to hear no if you keep asking. And I'm not at, saying badgering and how can I help you? Do you, you know, do you want to pick your next neighbor if you're um, door knocking for an open house? If you're a brand new agent or you're doing 12 deals, go find somebody's listing and ask them if you can hold it open. Mm. Somebody in your office wants to have an open house and they have no one to hold it for them. Yeah. And then create door knockers and go door knock the neighborhood, inviting the neighbors to pick their next neighbor. If the person, I mean, everyone wants to pick their next neighbor. I promise you, especially if they've ever had a crappy one. <laughs> you can make a joke out of it. You could, you could say, hi, you know, my name's Pat Hyben. Uh, 
Uh, we just listed a house down the street, or as you can see, there's a house listed down the street, and I want to give you the opportunity to pick your new neighbor. Mm-hmm. And just bite your lip and like let them laugh. Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, you know, do you have anybody that you'd like to live there that I can maybe contact? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's we great. We had a listing not too long ago. We had a listing not too long ago, Pat, that, you know, our our client happened to be not a great neighbor. So when we went door knock for the first open house and the second, like we had them back to back weekends. And so with the first open house, we door knocked uh, two or three days, just two or three days prior. And the, the door knocker said, do you want to pick your next neighbor? Having no idea. I got to, or my son got to the property. Uh, Cause this is a client of mine that we've been, that we helped them buy this house almost 10 years ago. And they didn't, they weren't great at yard work. Right. So my son gets over there on Saturday morning. They've moved out. And he's 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 gonna mow the mow the yard, blow off the leaves, whatever. Oh no, the neighbors had already done it. Wow. They were serious. They wanted to pick their next neighbor. Yeah. So like <laughs> you just have no idea, right? If you have no idea if somebody's ever had an experience where they didn't love their next door neighbor or the, their neighbor, period. So you can it, it's not even necessarily making a joke out of it. it right. It can be serious sometimes. <laughs> no, I I know of streets where. You know, they're all college friends or they're all, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole streets or whole neighborhoods. I mean, it's families, especially, you know, you see that a lot. So yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, Lisa, this has been awesome. This has been great. I'm going to put all of Lisa's information on hybendigital.com backslash Lisa Archer two, the number two. <laughs> And I'll put the, the the book grit up there. I'll put uh, everything we talked about. Lisa, is there any uh, words of advice you'd like to leave the Rockstar Nation with? It's simple. It's not easy. Time block, focus, and do the activities. That's going to net you so much business you can't even handle it. Yep, I love it. Simple, but simple, but not easy. You know, if you're not selling enough houses, you heard it here, guys. Lisa said, if you're not selling enough houses, you're simply not talking to enough people or engaging with enough people. Bottom line, there is no that, other answer for that. So true, sir. Well, next time I'm in Charlotte, we'll get together and break some bread, Lisa. Yes, please. Awesome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.